Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into another episode of the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan. Back here on this Monday morning, and it is not a very uh, enthusiastic Monday morning here around um, Philadelphia. Just a abysmal, pathetic, disappointing, really a just, I, I mean, if you were to have said, okay, the Eagles will lose back-to-back games against the 49ers and the Cowboys to me, uh, you know, after the Bills game, I would have thought, okay, they probably lost a close one. Like, they probably were in it. Or, you know, they had a deficit, they tried to make a comeback, and they fell just short. I didn't think that the team would go out there and play like they didn't have any heart. I mean, the last two games, they've just... The second things have just, like... I mean, I don't want to say that it's been small... But just the littlest things on drives have come back to bite this team in the butt on both sides of the football. Whether it's, you know, Hurts not getting the right look and not able to go to a plan B like that, which is something that we saw him do all the time last year, and we've seen him do it this year as well. Or the defense, when they're not getting the... Uh, the um, rush that they need to and the back end just completely bottoms out or if the back end you know maybe isn't as strong the front end isn't getting home to the quarterback it is unbelievable how cold this Eagles team has gotten the last two weeks I never would have thought they would get blown out and I definitely didn't think it would happen back to back weeks and I for sure think that and and an I'll get to some other things later. I for sure think that the Eagles need to be very careful now because they are putting themselves in position for a very, very, very big collapse because it is they are proving everyone from the national media that and even the local media that while well, you know they won. Uh, 10 out of 11, but well, the eye test is showing us that they're getting lucky. And this is the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers, and this team is not that good. And they, they're not a true Super Bowl contender. Um, And this team is not better than the 49ers, and the Cowboys should have beaten them. And this team should have beaten them. And that team should have beaten them. They could have lost twice to the Commanders. And all this. Which um, was not the conversation that uh, people in the media were having 15 years ago about other teams. It's just that we have a bunch of people now that want to look at the final score. And 
say that, oh, well, you know, I mean, this isn't college football now. But regardless of that, the Eagles uh, are proving those people right. And it's unfortunate. The amount that the Eagles have in play has fallen off is pathetic. And I don't care that the Cowboys and Niners have had 10 days to prepare. Three more than the Eagles. Both games. And I don't care that they've had two back-to-back games against rough teams. Listen, if they went out and lo- It's one thing to lose. It's an eight, it's a 17 games, uh, you know, 17 game season, 18 weeks, four months. It's pretty darn long. And football is a war of attrition as you move forward, move forward through it. It's a lot of mental as much as it is physical. And what the Eagles are showing right now is they don't have either to play regular to play a tough regular season schedule it's tough to do you know especially when you're coming off of a playoff season but you have to be able to at the very least give an effort i mean you know defensive defense there's a there's a a saying about defense it's all about effort I mean, at least I would argue 80% is effort and the rest is skill. But you can be, I don't want to say an average player. I would say an average, actually, no, I would say an average player defensively based off of effort. And what you're seeing out of our linebackers, they are not giving effort. Nicholas Morrow. Looks so lost, it's not even funny. I mean, that guy looks like a deer in the headlights out there. He's late and he thinks too much. For whatever, I mean, whoever is the closest with him on the team, I don't know who it is. I don't care if it's Zach Cunningham or Nicobe Dean. Whoever, maybe it's someone else. Maybe it's a Reed Blankenship or a Brandon Graham or a Fletcher Cox. He needs to say to him, dude, stop thinking. You think way too much. It's so obvious. Just do Stop thinking, just do, just do it. Like, you know what you're doing, you've gotten to this level, you're good enough to have gotten to the NFL, even, I don't care if you're a below average linebacker, I don't care if you're an average linebacker, you still made it. Go make plays. You know what? Treat every single game like it's week three in the preseason, and you think you're going to get cut. Because that's no offense to him, but that is the player he is. He's a, you know, a bubble guy trying to make the 53-man roster. That's what the message needs to be to him at this point, or at least that's just the understanding he needs to have. And I get it. We're late in the season. Guys are fragile. It's a, it's a very, you know, like I said, mentally as much as it is physically. And mentally, you can tell that, you know, the close games they've played, it's it's a wear and tear. It really is. It's a wear and tear on these guys. And they're coming undone here late later on in the season. And, I mean, I looked back because one of my first thoughts after the game was, has this ever happened before? Has this Eagles team ever gotten, has an Eagles team 
You know, you think about the golden era of Eagles football with Andy Reid, and you think about the playoff years they had with Andy Reid in 06, 08, 09, and 10 that they, you know, didn't, um, you know, have uh, big double-digit win seasons and win the NFC East a lot of those times, but they were playoff teams. And you think about the 2013 year with Chip Kelly and the Super Bowl year and the two other playoff years with Doug Peterson. I thought, has there ever been a time late in the season where the Eagles just busted at the seams? I mean, got blown out in back-to-back games. And there was one example I could find, two really, in those playoff seasons. One was in the early on stages of 2003 where they lost 17 to nothing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and got blown out. It shut out first night at the link. Um, then the following week, they got blown out by the New England Patriots. And they looked completely lethargic offensively. And defensively, they didn't have an answer and couldn't come up with key stops on that side of the ball either. And granted, you can say, okay, it was early on in the year. I mean, you know, you see that this year. Teams get better as the season moves on. Look at the Denver Broncos. But I also found in 2006 where they lost to the Tennessee Titans and they lost Donovan McNabb for the season that year uh, in that same game. And then they lost to the Indianapolis Colts on primetime television. I think it was Sunday Night Football as well the following week. Um, Now the Colts, of course, would eventually go on to win the Super Bowl and the Titans had the Rookie of the Year in Vince Young. But, I mean, the Titans, I don't believe, were much too write home about when all things were said and done that was the those were the only two examples i could find but the one thing i will say about those two examples is that they at least were in november or and one in september but those two examples meaning in 06 those two losses were at least in november and andy reed's team's you know, they wrote the ship and they got things done. And that's why right now you look at the Kansas City Chiefs struggles. That's why I don't think anyone is hitting the panic button. Nick Sirianni, however, late on in the season, has never dealt with something this drastic. 2021, they were 3-6 and six and managed to go 6-2 and two the rest of the way and, made it, and make it it. But you're not catching anyone by surprise. I mean, this is a team that... You know, around the NFL, whoever you're playing, they've got the book written on you because every single head coach was able to sit back and watch you play in the playoffs. And those that weren't were playing against you in the playoffs or at least played against you last season. So there is for sure a lot of eyes on the Philadelphia Eagles more so than you could say about that 2006 squad. Um, And for Nick Sirianni, and the 2021 squad, of course, and for Nick Sirianni, it's gut check time, Dupree. I mean, dude, you got to rein in your coordinators. I don't know which one of them hasn't gotten, I don't think either of them have really gotten a swift talking to, but Sean Desai and Brian Johnson need to be reeled in immediately out of the two i thought sean desai was the one that i was feeling the most confident in right now i don't know and i'm not even getting into the play on the field by you know the offense for brian johnson 
Because A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith did not have good games. And Jalen Hurts has um, turned in two back-to-back poor performances. Something we haven't seen since 2021. And right now, he's regressed. No idea why that is. I don't know if it's because Brian Johnson was just in his ear a little bit more when he was a quarterback's coach. But dude, you were runner-up for MVP last year. You can't rely on the quarterback's coach to come in and get in your ear every single time you make a bad play. It's time to buck up and make things happen for yourself. And as for A.J. Brown, you got to make those catches, dude. If you're going to sit around and act like T.O. and get in the quarterback's ear, you got to play like T.O. now. And Devontae Smith has to make those... I mean, that's what he's... Devontae Smith has an insane amount of talent. His ceiling is unbelievable. But we're see, we've seen his floor a little bit this year. More than more so than we have the past couple seasons. So we need to see him start, you know, his play hopefully elevates. The offensive line, Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata, those two that you were feeling really, really, you know, strongly about, they've uh, they've turned in some poor performances the last few weeks. Jordan Mailata has not had that great of a season. And Lane Johnson, something feels like it might be bothering him. Of course, it is Micah Parsons, and he's going to make plays, but, I mean, come on, dude. You know, we, we need you now. And Sean Desai, I mean, that defensive line can't get... I mean, this D-line is... I, I feel like they listen to the hype a little bit too much, which which ticks me off to the core because, you know, for Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, it's one thing. They're young guys. But for Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, the veterans there, you guys got to start picking it up. I mean, that's pathetic to put that on tape in big moments of the game. Like, that's really poor. I mean, it just is. You know, and, and Darius Slay and James Bradbury. I mean, James Bradbury, dude, got all his money. And it just seems like his... Pl- I mean, he looks stiff as a board. Like, he's got no hips all of a sudden. And Darius Slay, granted, that PI call was kind of BS. I mean, come on, man. He he hasn't been the guy uh, this year. I mean, he had that big pick six against the Patriots. But right now, I feel like... That's one of maybe if only a couple other plays that I can really say good things about Darius Slay this season. There have been no stars on this Eagles team the past couple of weeks. Past two weeks. There's been nothing you can hang your hat on. They got to get back in the lab and get to work because you got Seattle. You haven't beaten Seattle. I'm 22. We haven't beaten the Seahawks in, uh, in Seattle since I was seven years old. And I think it was October of 2008. It was 26-7. They beat them. Todd Harriman scored a touchdown. Reggie Brown scored a touchdown. That's how far back that's going. So, you know, now is the time. Now would be a good time, as ever, to get a win in Seattle. But something's got to give and something's got to change. And it's got to start on Monday Night Football. Another primetime game. At least you get an extra day of rest out of it. But... You can't you can't turn in another performance like that because that was pathetic against it. To do that against the Cowboys, not have any heart, no fight, no bite against Dallas. 
stupid mistakes, not focusing, not prepared, which falls on the coaching staff, missing assignments, fumbling the ball. I mean, the linebackers. I can get anyone in from the University of Delaware to play linebacker and do what those guys do. Honest to God, anyone can do that. Anyone can give up catches across the middle. Like, seriously, guys, come on. That's pathetic to put that out there. Something's got to change on this team, and we got to see it Monday. I'll be back on Sunday to um, preview that game against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. And I don't care about, oh, well, you got, you know, three against the Giants and the Cardinals after that. Like, okay. I mean, that still doesn't change the fact that the narrative is, which I can't believe I'm using that word. That's, I think, the first time you've heard me on this podcast use that word because it's, you know, every journalist's uh, favorite word all of a sudden and, and media hosts. But regardless, the narrative right now is the Eagles got lucky and they can't beat good teams. That's the narrative. And you're not going to change that if you kick the crap out of the Cardinals and Giants or beat the Seahawks. The only other time they're going to be able to change that is in the playoffs. And they've spoiled two chances at clinching that. And against Seattle, which you've struggled against, you're in danger of losing three straight. They have got to figure this out play better i mean i'm not even talking about winning the past two games just overall playing better has to happen all right everyone thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 610 podcast um i'll be back on like i said sunday previewing the eagles seahawks game um i you know, hopefully we'll have some stuff to talk about this week for the Phillies. If we can get something going free agency-wise, hasn't been a ton to talk about. Um, and, you know, for the 76ers, we'll be on with another episode and as well for the Flyers. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.